Episode 26 of the Media Narrative Podcast, the show about media makers, their stories, and the process. I'm Rob Hoshield. Thank you so much for joining us. This one is a solo episode. Uh, I will touch in quickly with one question I wish I had asked my last guest, Jose Masso. We'll spend the bulk of this episode talking about New Orleans, where I went last week, and a particular extremely helpful media tool that I'm going to suggest everybody use, and then a very brief mention of what the next episode will be. So, New Orleans. Uh, I went there last week with my girlfriend, Tracy. We arrived on Wednesday. When we booked this trip about a month ago, all we really had was a flight, and then we figured out the place to stay. Fortunately, Tracy is very good at this stuff with uh, TripAdvisor and Airbnb, and we wound up finding a place not through Airbnb, but uh, a, a, an inn called the RMB B&B. Really great place, great location, run by Emily there on site, providing us with food and great advice and laughs every morning. Uh, it was a really wonderful place to stay right on Frenchman Street, where there is an awful lot of music happening close to the French Quarter, close to a lot of things. Uh, I really recommend this particular place to stay. Um, all I really remembered from my last trip to New Orleans was uh, the Spotted Cat, which is a great local music place right there on Frenchman Street. It was about a block and a half from where we stayed. No cover uh, most of the time and just endless amounts of great music. The last time I was there was about nine months after Katrina on Habitat for Humanity Project, building the Musician's Village with Berkeley. And I remember going to the Spotted Cat and having this like transformative gypsy jazz experience, taking in a band there. It was really great. So we had five days and four nights there. And all I really knew was that I wanted to spend some time in the Spotted Cat. Uh, that's not much of a plan. Uh, so when we woke up on our first morning there in New Orleans, uh, I did what I always do in a situation when I want to start learning about something or someplace or someone, I go and search for podcasts. And I found one. I found a great podcast hosted by Mark Bologna called Beyond Bourbon Street. Mark is a New Orleans native, and this was really a terrific show. I found an episode called uh, top 10 things to do in New Orleans. I believe that's what it was called. Uh, episode number 39 that came out in June of 2017. And this was incredibly helpful. We did have a few recommendations going in uh, from friends like Hunter on music and neighborhoods, our friend Jim on restaurants, uh, our friend Roya, who gave us a very specific restaurant recommendation to go to Bacchanal in the Bywater, and our friend Grant, who told us to go to uh, a couple different record stores, and we went to one of them. So we had that, but that di still didn't really fill out the whole plan. So having this episode 39 of the Beyond Bourbon Street podcast was extremely helpful. Um, you know, they're basically, he listed uh, 10 or 12 things that everyone must do, like go to a cemetery, go to the river, go to Jackson Square, uh, have cocktails, ride the streetcars. And we pretty much knocked out every single thing on his list. Now, you'll have to listen to his podcast yourself to get into all the details, make your own choices and decisions. But uh, I, if you're going to New Orleans, I strongly recommend this podcast. And I want to also just start a conversation about this because 
uh, there's two cities. The two cities that are highest on my list of cities I want to visit next are Santa Fe, New Mexico, and Austin, Texas. And I'm hoping that I will find podcasts as high in quality as Beyond Bourbon Street to help get me through those places. And being a, a Bostonian and a, and a Philly native, uh, I will also seek out podcasts in those two cities and try to make recommendations about that at some point down the road. So do greatly to the advice of Beyond Bourbon Street podcast and our friends. I'm just going to quickly mention some of what we did. Um, like I said, it wasn't my first trip. It was my third trip. Uh, I had first been to New Orleans in the early 90s and had a great time. Remember, the things that stood out in my mind from that trip were hearing, uh, go, go, going to hear a first line and a, and a street festival in Treme. Uh, and the second trip, it was pretty much the spotted cat and just sweating in the hot sun building houses. But on, on this was Tracy's first trip, so I really wanted to use this podcast to try to make sure we hit all the places that were really important. Uh, one of the great things about New Orleans is despite all of the trials and tribulations that it's gone through uh, in recent years with Katrina hitting and uh, all of the fallout from that is that it continues to have this buoyancy, you know, this upbeat spirit. That's what I really love about New Orleans. And it's also got a certain casualness and grittiness. And so I felt really comfortable there. So among the highlights, we're going to uh, Bufa's Bar and Restaurant. We heard a great band there, Tom McDermott and Aurora Neeland, great musicians playing mostly piano and uh, woodwind instruments uh, as well as singing. And uh, that was a huge highlight. Uh, going to Joey K's restaurant on Magazine Street, also on Magazine Street, in low guitars, uh, great vintage guitar store. I didn't buy anything. It was just a great place to go if you love looking at fantastic guitars, kind of place that has guitars from like 1953 that are worth tens of thousands of dollars, but just a cool place to see. And, and, and the man who ran the place was really friendly and up for letting us hang and play instruments. Uh, Preservation Hall must see for anyone on a first trip. It really is. It, it's sort of a pain because you have to stand in line, but it's absolutely worth doing um, because it's just a it's a really cool old room. It's been around for more than 50 years, and our pal Hunter really helped make that turn into a great experience. Our favorite coffee place in New Orleans was Cherry Coffee Roasters. That was down in the Garden District. There was several other good coffee places like Envie, uh, which was in the French Quarter. Um, but yeah, Cherry Coffee was probably the best. Louis Armstrong Park is worth seeing. Uh, there wasn't a whole lot going on there. It's just some cool statues and uh, very interesting spot to see and hang out. Nice park. Our favorite restaurant probably was... Cochon, which I think was a gym recommendation. And we had this grilled redfish there that was incredible. So I uh, can't remember if that was a special or not, but you must go there for the fish and everything else. They had a, uh, a pork shoulder that also looked fantastic. Um, so we spent a lot of time on Frenchman Street, spotted cat several times, cafe and a grill. You know, you spend four or five days in New Orleans, you're going to see something like 50 or 80 bands. It's just unavoid unavoidable between street musicians and, and bars you might go into. Uh, the Danny Barker Banjo and Guitar Festivals held in January. We heard John Boutte and uh, Wendell Brunius, Greg Stafford, great musicians. Probably the best 
dessert food we had was at Loretta's Authentic Pralines or Pralines. Um, There's a lot of different ways you can pronounce that word in and outside of New Orleans. They made something that was not, we're told, really beignets, uh, but they baked or or they melted chocolate pralines into these beignet-like treats for us. I can't, it's hard to describe. It was really incredible. That's Loretta's. And the most interesting neighborhood was really the Bywater, which in some ways is, looks like sort of a, a beat-up neighborhood. Um, but there is a lot of really cool places there, including this restaurant, Bacchanal, that Roya recommended to us. Dr. Bob Art, a uh, really cool gallery to see and to buy things at. Uh, Studio B, great art gallery, brand new. There's a lot of really new and interesting things happening in this Bywater neighborhood. And that's where Euclid Records was that uh, my friend Grant recommended. And uh, I just walked in there and said, hey, uh, can you recommend any vinyl in the country soul category? And this guy Lefty who worked there gave me a whole bunch of great recommendations. So it was a great place to go. Um, One other thing we did worth mentioning was we went to a museum called the Presbyter. And uh, they had an exhibit there on Katrina that was just really deep and moving and uh, edifying. We learned a lot about what happened. There was great videos and displays. So I really recommend that. Uh, the one other thing I want to say in a, a, a media-wise is that in New Orleans, there is a radio station that is as important as any other part of the culture there. I think WWOZ, which is a uh, public funded station. Uh, all the hosts are volunteers. All the music hosts are volunteers. And it's just amazing. You go into a lot of shops and stores and cafes and you hear WWOZ and that does not happen in Boston. Um, what you hear in most public places in Boston is satellite radio or Pandora or whatever. But in New Orleans, you often hear WWOZ like we did in uh, Flora Coffee Shop, which was uh, this really cool coffee shop we found in one neighborhood. So that's it on New Orleans. Uh, I'll have lots of links in the show notes, and I'd love to hear about other recommendations for these kinds of podcasts, podcasts that focus on providing travel advice. The days of Frommer books and that sort of thing, I think they're in the past. I saw maybe one of those actual books the whole time. The thing about a podcast that's giving you advice about a place is you get a person's particular unique perspective. And I realize this is suddenly a meta thing where I'm actually doing a travel podcast right now. Deal with it. But, um, You know, you you get a particular perspective. You can take this podcast and listen to it while you're in or at one of these places. Like I I listened to part of one of the podcasts while I was in a cemetery and it was really helpful in understanding some of um, what we saw. So that's it uh, on New Orleans. Uh, Look forward to hearing if there's any thoughts about all of that. Next week, uh, an interview with the great guitarist, one of the best guitarists anywhere, Duke Levine. He's based in Boston. We just had a conversation today and uh, it was really a blast. I'm looking forward to giving that one to you next week. Uh, The great Duke Levine, he also 
had his guitar out and played some uh, snippets of music examples. It was really cool. I'm very excited about bringing that one to you. So that's it. Gone on for a bit longer than I had planned. Thank you so much for listening to The Media Narrative. Please go to themedianarrative.com and subscribe to the newsletter and the podcast. Go to iTunes, listen, review, and thank you. As always, I'm Rob. Thanks for listening. Thank you.